has been an awakening. Have you felt it? Yes. Force is strong in my family. What do you mean? My father has it. What did you say? I have it. You liar! And my sister has it. I don't know where you get your delusions, laser brain. I take it back. This is it. Jet. I can hold it. Pull up! No, I'm all right. Hello there. I would like you to be my guest. You underestimate my power. Yes. <laughs> we would be honored if you would join us. The ability to speak does not make you intelligent. You hear that? Everything is proceeding as I have foreseen. <laughs> Welcome to The Voice of the Alliance. I am your host, Gerard Baer, and I am joined by the Ahsoka to my Anakin, Daniel Leahy. Hey, what's up, guys? Good to be here. We are uh, squeezing out a a quick little uh, bonus episode tonight because we uh, both had a chance to look at the Darth Vader comic, issue five that came out today, and um, we thought it was so awesome that we decided we needed to change up the schedule and and talk about it oh yeah yeah it was a it it was that we had to talk about it i mean we've been waiting a relatively long time for this one took a little longer this issue to come out but well worth the wait yeah it definitely was and it was a really good such a good nugget this last this last week's been good between this vader comic and the rebels trailer it has been awesome yeah, I've had a pretty good, pretty good week. Um, don't forget to check us out on the web at taoswf.com. That is short for the Alliance of Star Wars Fanatics. You can find us at uh, the Alliance of Star Wars Fanatics on Facebook. Join the group. Uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at taoswf. And if you like the show and you wouldn't mind giving us a review on iTunes, that would be awesome. That will um, help us to kind of get a little more visibility and um, show people that uh, might not actually be a bad show to listen to. So that being said, uh, Daniel, let's dig into Vader, man. This, yeah, let's uh, do it, man. This issue is it's just awesome, starting with the cover. Yeah, the, uh, the cover is that one. We talked about it a few weeks back. It's the, the, the lens shattering. And it just looks awesome. It's just such a cool visual. And his, I notice how his eyes blue, and that like play, that plays into uh, it plays into this this issue, which I yeah. thought was really cool. And I know that's yeah. been your your profile picture until more Porg photos came out. That's right. But um, in fact, just as I was I was looking at this again, and I like zoom in on the eye. I might just make the eye my profile pic for a while, like just the <laughs> eye, because it, it's that it's that cool. I'll just scare the crap out of people in the group. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, starting with that, starting with that cover, um, 
you know, everyone saw that on the last issue. It was the, it was the last page of issue four. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, you've got the digging right in. We've got the uh, opening scroll, chosen one. Um, very high level. It just talks about what happened in the last one um, and um, how we unleashed, unleashed that tidal wave, blowing the dam, drowning the city. Um, so where we left him off, he had that, you know, he had the saber he had uh, taken from a Kirik in Phila. And um, I'll, uh, I'll let you start with uh, page one, Daniel. What do we, what do we got happening here? So we break right into Sidious, uh, Sidious speaking, communicating to Vader through hologram and, uh, or holo recording. And he, uh, he, the droid is taking him to a, a predestined place that Sidious decided hmm. on, which I immediately was like, Oh, okay, here we go. Like, I wonder what it's going to be. And then next page you see it, by the way, don't, don't forget anyone who's listening to this. These are, this is spoilers. We're going to spoil the crap out of this. So I just want to preface that always. Cause I don't know yes, how I get do- when people spoil stuff for me. So I don't want to do it. Oh, yeah, I know too. Big baby. I know. I know. <laughs> I just, you're worse than me. I like, like, <laughs> I think, uh, like one of our admins the other day said one thing in the chat about Phasma and it was like, Oh, this part is really good. And I just lost it. I was like, it's a spoiler. And everyone's just, dude, you need to calm down, which is totally it true. It wasn't me. Was it? No, 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 no. It wasn't you. I've been keeping low on that. No, Although I wouldn't that, have felt bad. That, if is, it was that is awesome. <laughs> That book is awesome. I've got like an hour, I think, left to listen to. Yeah, I need to. Uh, I'm saving it for my drive home because uh, it's a eight and a half hour drive for my rig. So oh, yeah, yeah. So I, yeah. I want something. I want to save something. You should listen to a couple hours before you hit start the drive because it's only like nine and change. That way you, you'll finish it before you get to where you're going. Otherwise, oh. like I I hate that. Like I I was almost done, but I got home today. I got like an hour left. I almost felt like sitting in the car for another hour just to finish it, but I did not because. You were waiting for me. Oh, yeah. That's what I did with Dark Disciple. I sat in my car for an hour and a half. and <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, oh, we just get off on tangents here. But yeah, like Daniel said, this is this is a spoiler. If you haven't read it and you don't want to be spoiled, do not listen to us. So that is your, that's your warning. Yes. So um, we flip to page two. And what do we see? We see a giant red ball of molten lava, which oh, is exactly yeah. where... I wanted that ship to be taking him. Oh, yeah. Where Jedi go to die, baby. Mustafar, the Outer Rim, a classic, which is it's kind of interesting to me because timeline-wise, it is very soon after Vader was on Mustafar. At least it, it feels like that. I mean, it's got to be weeks, right? Because the opening scene of the comic is is right after he gets his armor. And, of course, you know, Vader and Palpatine kind of screw around for a little bit on, on Coruscant. And then he sends him on this mission and who knows how yeah. long Vader's been gone. It can't take him that long. He's, he's so pragmatic. He's so about it that I doubt he's, he's screwing around taking his time. Like he, you know, he wants his lightsaber and he wants to get going. So it, it's not been very long. It's very fresh. Yeah. He leaves, um, he leaves Coruscant, hits the outpost, finds out where that guy is. Uh, and fellow goes and fights him, takes his lightsaber and, now he's back to Mustafar. Yep. So, so Sidious is is kind of hazing him, getting him, teaching him lessons, and and being totally Sithy. The way Sidious is drawn in this comic is just, it's so 
it's so incredibly evil and sinister. It's yeah, it's very sinister is the word I was going to yeah. use. It's 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 what it's what when you think of Darth Sidious like out in his lair doing Sith stuff. Like that's the image right there. Yeah, yeah, they they get it beautifully. So he goes to where the dark side calls to him most on Mustafar, which it doesn't appear that it's the same place he was injured. Um, but you do get a landscape visual where I'm, I'm almost positive that that is the exact same place where he ends up building his lair because it's that same kind of, kind of flat plateau with a river lava, of lava river. and then a yeah. waterfall of lava, a lava fall, yeah. I guess. Yeah. I'm a geologist. I should know what that's called. I could tell you like a million other lava formations. You need to find that I'm, out for, for next time. Cause it's not called a lava fall. It's called something else. But on the page previous, um, Palps tells him deep beneath the surface rests a locust for the dark side of the force. Yes, yes. So there is something there, and that's where it, you're right. It does look exactly like where he ends up building his his castle. Mm-hmm. Um, gets out of the ship, starts going down into a cave. It's just, and we get to see for the first time. Sorry to interrupt you. I just want to point out. You know how me and you are such fans of Vader's appearance. We get our first look of just how messed up he was. Oh, yeah. Because in that last comic, a lot of the action scenes were like, it was so, it, there were, the the art style was in such a way where we didn't really get to see all the homemade prosthetics that Vader had, had fixed up his equipment with in his suit. But this, we get a full just front view. Uh, he still is, is like 20% droid parts. Yeah, his I mean, one one arm I think and hand got torn off. He lost a mm-hmm. leg. Mm-hmm. He's got all these like gold pieces strapped to him all over the place, holding them together. His suit's a mess. His cape's ripped. He's got a hole in one of his eyes. He just looks awesome. Oh, it's just beautiful. His cape's just torn to shreds. It's gorgeous, man. Gorgeous. Yes, it is. So Insidious, this is a really important page for canon. Um. Because Sidious word for word describes uh, how to how Sith create their crystals, um, and I'm going to go ahead and just and just read through his dialogue because it's crucial. So Sidious says, "You have acquired the lightsaber of a Jedi and the Kyber crystal it contains, but they are not yet yours. The crystal is a potent thing, alive in some strange way, pulsing with light side energy. You will need great strength to bend it to your will." So in that in that line, that middle line, that the crystal is alive in some strange way, I think that's so cool because the Sith are so they're so scientific. Like we see, we don't see it as much in canon Sith, unfortunately, but they're so pragmatic and they're very step by step with how they do things. And the dark side to them is a tool. The galaxy is a tool. People are tools. It's all a means to an end. They're yeah. sociopaths. And so the the even though Sidious is a conduit of the dark side, a whole half of the force, he just still almost doesn't care about how Kyber crystals are alive. You know, he doesn't he just doesn't care about that essence to them. Like they're alive in some strange way. Like I love that he, the way he says it like so indifferently. I don't know. I, I that really grabbed me. I thought that was very Sith and very well written. So anyways, well, I'll continue. When you arrive on Mustafar, find the place where the dark side calls to you. Draw upon the energy there. Combine its power with your own. 
then use it. Corrupt the kyber crystal, teach it your pain, teach it your anger. Hear it sing a hymn of darkness, make it bleed. I love that. Yeah. Aside from that being a totally badass sentence, it, it, it highlights, and we'll see this later too, it highlights how, uh, how crucial this, this dark side energy is and how hard it is to bend a crystal to your will and make it bleed. Because, you know, like, gee, you and I have had to defend this on the page and, and see this, this dumb hatred and stuff where people are just like, oh, a lightsaber is a mood, mood ring now because it's, you know, you, you, the color changes for you and they make it bleed. It's like, no, that's not, no, that's, that's not what it not does. how it works at all. So it, it was, a, it was refreshing because it shows just how difficult that is to achieve. So no one can just do it willy nilly. Yeah. You got to pretty much be complete with the dark side. Mm-hmm. I love that. Sidious's face, make it bleed. Cuts to Vader walking into a cave. Oh, it's awesome. Beautiful. The visuals. I can't say enough about how well the, the visuals are done in this in this comic. I mean, it's it's done so dramatically. Like the theatrics are just awesome. Like they show you the visuals are not just to look cool. And in a lot of Star Wars comics will just have just basic images or stuff to look cool. But the Vader comic the space is used to convey something in the story almost exclusively. There's no just throwaway images. If there's something that's uh, that's art in the Vader comic, it's done for a very specific purpose. And there's nothing that's just like a like two people just sitting there talking. Like no, there's there's something in there that's done so artistically well and has such meaning to it. And I really appreciate that about this comic. If I could use five words they would be, this is not Mace Windu. <laughs> I, I was thinking it, but I didn't want to say it. I didn't want to yeah. say it. Oh, that's what I'm here for, to say things that people don't like. <laughs> you know that comic's that's, grown on me in the last week? Not the art, but just the where I think it's going to go. But anticipation anyways. of the story, but... So, G, go ahead. I did just look up Vader's, Vader's Castle. Um, oh, did you? the page. Looked at an image from that some of the drawings. I mean, it looks, that's, that's where he builds his castle. Okay. Uh, All right. Yeah. So that's, that's, cool. that's the first time we kind of see that. Um, Cause I don't, you know, I don't believe we saw that in revenge of the Sith, although I haven't gone through and looked specifically for this little lava waterfall, but so uh, that's it. That's where he builds his castle. This is where he starts out. So he's going down, going down into Mustafar. Mm-hmm. Um, so on the next page, you see him, he goes down into this cave. He's got a little, like stone workplace, he disassembles the lightsaber and he pulls out the crystal. So it's a green kyber crystal. And he just kind of holds it up and he's looking at it, you know, kind of like a, a jeweler maybe looking at a a stone without a loop. Um, that page is, that's probably the least exciting page in the oh. whole comic and it's still kind of exciting, I think. Oh yeah, I was going to say, I, d- I totally disagree. I th- this was one of my favorite pages. Because there's there's a few things. The panel on the left, you see him walking in and there's all this art drawn on the walls. Like, not art, but like markings and like cave drawings. Like hieroglyphs. Yeah, like, wh- like who put those there? You know, why is that there? And a little more context is added when you look down and there's like this stone altar there. It's like this table, flat surface. Like, what is that? 
That looks rad. I don't know what that was used for, but if this place calls the dark side, maybe it called to other dark siders before it. So it, it, it kind of gives you this snapshot, this sort of legends, little, little snapshot of what could have happened here. Why is this here? You know, that, that's what I liked about that. Cause it, it just, it just alluded to a history that we may never find out about, you know, we might never figure out who built that cave, but it's so cool to just know that there's these little things spread throughout the galaxy. It is cool. You know what I just noticed too on the left-hand side of when he's walking in, there's like a little lava, lava river on the side there. Oh yeah. A little, like a little lava feature, yeah. like a water feature. I miss that. Yeah. Miss they're, the they're nice. They're soothing. They say like in an entryway. Wow. Fantastic. This comic <laughs> is drawn so good. That it's, it's really good. It's yeah. It's, it's, it's just awesome. Oh, it's so good. So the next page is cool because you've got the one broken eye and now we've got his, maybe his good lens where he's looking at it and just kind of thinking about what he wants to do. Mm-hmm. And then he just kind of takes it, uses the force, picks it up, starts making some noises. You can see the something going on with the crystal. It's like shaking or vibrating. It's got some light glowing off of it. And um, yeah, then yeah. you hear Vader, you see Vader grunting and um, it's pretty cool. It's um, <laughs> a lot of Vader just, grunting. Yeah, just just looking at it, like he's he's definitely struggling with this. He's trying to the process of making the crystal bleed definitely is taking something out of him. Mm-hmm. Incredible. This is what I I talked about earlier, but I love how hard they make it for someone who is the quintessential Sith Lord for a lot of people. I know for you yeah. he is. Um, to see how difficult it is for him to bend something to his will with the force, someone as powerful yeah. as him, it, it really yeah. gives credence to what Lucasfilm decided to do with, uh, with Kyber crystals. He certainly is as strong as, as anyone on the force that's out there right then. He's, he's struggling with it. So um, it, it is definitely interesting to see him kind of fighting with that trying to make it happen. Mm-hmm. I like the next page too. Oh yeah. 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 Talk about it, that. That's getting, starts getting very interesting at this point. Um, Something happens with the crystal. It kind of blows him back. Uh, you see Vader kind of getting up off the ground. You look and you can see his eye in this comic. And so the panels down below kind of zooms in a little bit more on his face. You see his eye. He says, what? And then the bubble comes up with a real close-up look in his eye. And you can see his blue eye. And he asks, what have I done? Mm-hmm. So at that, then it's like, I can't turn the page quick enough to get to the next page. So I'm going to do that. And what do we see here, Daniel? We see him. All of a sudden, he he picks up the crystal. He puts the lightsaber back together, which I'm, I'm sitting here reading. So I'll, I'll break down like what I was thinking when uh, when I'm reading this. I'm like, all right, he's he's putting the crystal and the saber back together. OK, that's interesting. That's not what was supposed to happen. It's like, oh, maybe he's an idiot and doesn't realize that he didn't finish it. Yeah. Cause I mean, it still looks the same. It's still a green glowing crystal. I don't, I don't yeah, know. And it, it, and it clearly, maybe it's yeah, supposed to be rejected that way. Him. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I'm like, Oh, okay. Maybe this is interesting. And then it, it cuts to him in, in Palpatine's office with Sidious. 
And, you know, so this is like, were you successful? Vader's like, yeah, dude. And Sidious is like, show me your blade. And Vader ignites it, and it's this greenish yellow. And I'm like, oh, no, that's not cool. Yeah. And it, it goes into this this sequence of Sidious and Vader fighting. So you have made your decision. And he yeah. says, I have. So be it, my friend. You have chosen weakness. Oh, love that. They, they did Palpatine's dialogue so perfect. This is exactly what he'd be saying. He, he jumps. He jumps up, and he has that little spinny move. It looks like just like he. Uh, oh yeah, he did in Revenge of the Sith. Oh yeah, classic, classic uh, Palpatine spin. Which is funny because this is happening in Vader's head, and he didn't see Sidious do that spin move. So well, it's now not. You gave, now you gave it away. Oh crap! I gave it away. Spoiler. So anyways, yeah, spoilers. So this is all happening in Vader's head. Cause you, and you find out on this page because Vader cuts off Sidious's hand and and like cuts through his chest and kills him, which of course does not happen. It was a cool little like alternate universe thing where you get to see Vader kill Palpatine. It was pretty. You see Palpatine dead on the floor, so that was interesting. And then, gee, why don't you take this next this next sequence? It cuts to. Somewhere, somewhere green, and you see somebody in Jedi robes uh, sitting, squatting on a rock, and uh, guess who it is? It's Obi-Wan Kenobi. He turns around, ignites his lightsaber. You can see Vader. Vader then proceeds to take off his helmet and kneels before Obi-Wan and just says, please. Wants him to kill him. Mm-hmm. Obi-Wan raises his saber like he's going to do it. Then he shuts it off. And he says, Anakin. And Anakin says, or Vader says, I don't even know what that means. Hisk. No, no, no. <laughs> it's, uh, I believe that's the sound. I thought that. Oh, no, no, no. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah, that there's a dialogue box, which is kind of yeah, weird. It is his dialogue. Coming from Vader, but. Hisk. It's such a weird because yeah. that's the the sound you make when the lightsaber closes. But whatever. Yeah. Then it cuts back to him in the cave. So now he's he's back in the cave, and he's you know uses the force, picks up the kyber crystal, says, "I refuse. This is all there is." And then you see him just you know smash his hand down with the crystal in it, and all kinds of lightning starts coming. This next page is just there's no dialogue until the end, when Vader just kind of grunts again, but. It's it shows the crystal, almost like force lightning coming out of it. Well, and what's cool a bunch is of little little vertical um, panels at the bottom. So the the first, so he he grabs a crystal and he holds it down on the table, and the light starts streaking through his like the gaps in his fingers, and uh, and in the background, all the cave drawings are all lit up red. So if you recall in uh, the season finale of Rebels season two, when Ezra, Ezra touched that Sith panel. And then the, and then when he kind of, uh, they went into the Sith temple and things just lit up, like the walls lit up with the red. It looks just like that. Hmm. 
If you, do you do you know what I, remember what I'm talking about, G? Where yeah. where he touches the the wall and the old writing kind of lights up red. So I, I thought that was a cool a cool feature. Like the the dark side is reacting. The environment around him is reacting to what he's doing. He's it's he's drawing all that dark side energy in. But yeah, all right. Continue with this next part because it is the coolest visual. So yeah, we got the we got the rock, the force lightning like looking stuff going on. There's a bunch of vertical panels below it. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight of them on this page. Shows the ship, Vader working with it. Shows lava. It shows a close-up of Vader's eye. Shows Mustafire again. All kinds of storm clouds and you know lightning coming down from the sky, it looks like. You mm-hmm. see Anakin standing which look on what looks like Mustafire um, holding a saber. Looks just like he did after you know he had took uh, Anakin to school. Uh, shows Mustafar again, back to Vader, still fighting with the Kyber crystal. The next page it kind of reverses. It's got some vertical panels at the top, where it's it's showing the um, Mustafar again. I don't know if that's a cave or if it's maybe it's just steam or something. But then cuts to Vader, cuts to Anakin carrying his mother. More Mustafar, picture of Padme, picture of Vader, lava, the Emperor, and then at the very bottom. Boom, you've got this explosion where Vader, you know, lets out the scream. So something must have happened. Oh, yeah. And you see a red glow. It's not blue or green anymore. It's red. It's so cool. It is awesome. He has made the crystal bleed. He has. And I'm so glad we got to see it. I'm so glad they showed that process. And the the, the art. The little the little panels that they showed are so cool because it it goes between moments of the environment, like how how Vader is affecting the environment around him through this raw surge of power, and then it cuts to moments of his life that make him angry or sad and and give him the passion and the the emotion and anger that he needs. To, the hate, yeah, the hate that he needs to continue this process. So I thought that was a really cool, just the juxtaposition of those two things, the environment meeting his, uh, meeting what he's doing. I mean, there's like, there's fire tornadoes going on on Mustafar and stuff. I bet it was a bad day to go out for a day trip at Mustafar. I tell you what. Yeah. I'll bet they lost a few droids that day. Oh yeah. I mean, and this also shows you could, you can't just bend a crystal to your will in your mom's broom closet and expect no one to notice, you know, it's, this is, this is a big deal. Yeah. So that's the sequence. Crystal turns red, some type of powerful force explosion. And what's cool is the next page. Mm -hmm. Uh, Why don't you take that, Daniel? All right. So we cut to Coruscant and we got a cool visual of Tarkin on Palpatine's left and Masamita on his right and then two royal guards and they're they're talking this is cool because tarkin starts alluding to stuff so Con- cool construction continues i'm not going to do his voice because i'm terrible at it the construction continues apace your excellency i believe we will meet or surpass all targets and it's like oh the weapon like oh what's going on and then they start talking about the weapon and that schedule is it, how it's moving forward and that uh, Tarkin thinks it's going to be going as promised. 
as they think it will, which of course, you know, he has problems. Read the Tarkin novel if you want to find out what problems he yeah. has. Um, but then, then you see the two Royal Guards spring to life with their force pikes. And it's kind of like, oh, you know what's coming. <laughs> Next panel, Vader has crushed them against the glass in Palpatine's office. The back window. Those windows, man. I tell you what, whoever is running a window business in Coruscant and has the contract for the, the Chancellor's office is making so much money. Yeah, I mean, either, that, I, either that or they just keep dying because they're killed because they're making windows that fail. Yeah, I mean, I mean, unless the guy's union. I mean, he's got to be making so much money. <laughs> it is just on this page. I love the visual of the three positions of the of the guard. Position one, they're chilling. Position two, they're prone. Position three, their heads are cracking through the window of the chancellor's office. Oh, the it's, office. It's so good. Yeah, it's fantastic. <laughs> oh man, those red guards—they just get trashed all the time. Like you never, we've never seen them actually fight visually. Only, only described in novels. Yeah, for for a piece of the empire that is supposed to be kind of spec ops type type guys, they I, I only see them getting their A handed to them. Yeah, it's you know, Yoda's force throwing them, Vader's chucking them against the wall. Uh, they, they must they they need to these guys need training or something. Well, and you know, in their defense, <laughs> they're. Tough to go after, tough to resist uh, Yoda and Invader when it comes to force defense, though, I guess. Yeah, and they're like rookies, you know what I mean? Like, they're still new. That whole, I mean, you know, Palpatine had red guards, but, you know, may, these ones are probably different ones, I'm going to guess. Who knows? I mean, keeps his cards close to his chest, so they might be the same guys. But, yeah, man. So they, they're rookies and. And so, all right. So that, yeah, Vader kicks their tails, and Sidious has Tarkin and Amita leave, and they're like, "Dude, you're not safe." Palpatine's, yeah, man, I'm good. I'll be all right. You know, I'm a Dark Lord of the Sith, guys. I'll be okay. And and uh, he says, "Apprentice," and then Vader goes, "Master," and just lights up his lightsaber, and we see that red blade for the first time, which the crystal is still in. The Jedi's lightsaber. So Vader hasn't created his own. He's just got his crystal. So. Of I course, can't wait our, to see him. Yeah, see him our, our Vader is, is going to. Is absolutely going to build his own. I mean, he's so tech savvy and he's so about his own style. He's going to build his own lightsaber. And we know that he follows sort of a similar design as his lightsaber in episode two. So. So it's kind of a similar thing, similar, similar beats to that, to that song. But yeah, yep. that's, that's the closing, the closing uh, image. And before we talk about the cover to the next issue, which is really interesting, um, kind of begs a few questions already. Let's talk about, oh, where do we even start? Let's talk about Kyber crystals again. Real we can quick. spend a couple minutes on that. We can spend a couple minutes on that, and then there were ah, oh, there was something else. I'm I'm scrolling back through because there was something that that caught my attention, and I'm trying to remember what it was. Oh, the visions. Um, do you think I, I want to pose this question to you, G? And for anyone listening, also, 
because I think this is it's beautiful. I love when Star Wars, there are things that are left to a viewer's interpretation because so many times and I know I'm the most guilty of it out of everyone in the world. I am such a slave to canon that I need an answer for everything and I need things to be explained and I need there to be a right or a wrong. And I appreciate it. I'm learning to appreciate it when something leaves an interpretation to the viewer and you, and that allows it to be special to you for whatever reason. But that interpretation of yours also won't necessarily affect the story in any way. Do you know what I mean, G? Yeah. So my, my question for you is, do you think that that sequence, the, the vision dream sequences were triggered by the crystals pushback and like the light side of the force? Or do you think that was actual guilt in Vader? Like I think, a, do you think that represents an actual desire on his part? I think that it absolutely is. It's his internal struggle. I think that he doesn't just like when he, he said in revenge of the Sith, you know, what have I done? He yes. says the same thing here. So he knows what he did, but he's at the point where he can't turn back and he knows that. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure he, he hates Palpatine. He doesn't, you know, it's not like he has any loyalty to him other than the fact that he's just his master and he's probably just, you know, biding his time, even in revenge of the Sith. He's, he, you know, insinuates that he would, overthrow him and you know rule the galaxy with padme mm-hmm. um, but he's lost awesome. yeah that would that'd be a great you know great uh you know what if type thing but um i absolutely believe that he that's his internal struggle and his questioning what he's done and you know the guilt the remorse and then the hate he you know he, he'll blame everybody else he'll blame obi-wan but at the same time he hates himself I mean, the guy's a complete disaster emotionally. Yeah, he is. <laughs> you, can, you can see that here with his with his visions, you know? So he's struggling. He's struggling in his head. You know, which way am I going to choose? And you, he has that scenario where he chooses, I'm not going to make this crystal bleed. I'm going to go and I'm going to just defeat the emperor. Um, unfortunately, he didn't have the grapes to do it in reality. No. No, and he, he and he would have lost so bad. I mean, it, Palpatine wouldn't have came at him with a lightsaber. I mean, that's that's his first mistake. Palpatine would have just fried him. I mean, it and wouldn't he doesn't even, even have. Been. He's half, you know, half of him is is destroyed too. So I mean, he's yeah. not even at his best. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't even figure out how to go to the bathroom in his suit yet, let alone fight his master, Dark Lord of the Sith, who's been training for decades for to be the most powerful dark side user of all time. So yeah, he would have gotten his behind handed to him. He probably would have just died right there. I don't think Palpatine would have had use for him after that, you know? Yeah. Not after the, uh, the last time when he told him that if he ever tried to use the force against him again, he, that would be it. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's the seeing the struggle, you know, within him is interesting because he was, uh, you know, you know, he's, he's messed up. The conflict is, you know, it's there and it's always, it's always been there. I mean, who knows what, um, well, you know, what 
form we'll see of him, you know, in the future. Are we going to see a Force Ghost or a flashback or something? But you know, even even to this day, or even into the current Star Wars timeline, if he is, you know, somehow communicating as a Force Ghost, who knows what his, you know, his conflict or his, you know, his mindset would be even now. You know, it'd be interesting to see. Yeah, um, how he feels about about stuff because he's you know such a contradiction in so many different ways. But well, and that's and that's a good point. I mean, Luke says it. Luke says it best. There's still good in you. Yeah, I can feel it. We see that here. There's still a little shred of him that wants to do the noble thing, kill Sidious, go to yeah. Obi Wan, and and lay down his head for Obi Wan to kill him. I mean, that's that's a little shred of him that wants to do that. Now, now in saying that, I agree with you, G. I think it's, I think it's Anakin's, Anakin's guilt. And it's all in his head that he wants to do that. Um, or that he has a slight desire to do that, but he knows he can't, he can't turn back. I would not, I would not uh, fault someone for interpreting that as the crystal and the force trying to, trying to, to fight back and give him visions of what could be, of a positive outcome. Um, I, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised if someone felt that way. Cause I think that's legitimate, you know? Um, Cause at what point are dreams and visions completely of the force? Is there a gray area ever? Is it because you really care about something or someone or feel guilty about something? I mean, was Ahsoka Tano getting visions of Padme's assassination because the force may, you know, was selecting her at random to do it or for that purpose, or was it because she was so close to Padme and anything that affected her life was, was closer to her through the force. And she would, she would subconsciously attune herself more to that. Do you know what I mean? It's a, it, it we could have that talk. We can have that talk for forever. Yeah. I don't believe that that's, I think that stuff like that is definitely connected. I mean, if, you know, some random Jedi didn't get that, you know, it was Ahsoka because of her relationship and the force will work, mm-hmm. you know, the force can do things and it will manifest itself in different ways. But even, even like this, there was a, um, Steve will get a kick out of this. There was a quote from a TV show that I think kind of fits here. It's that the, the demons are shouting down the better angels in Anakin's brain. Mm. And that's, um, you know, it manifests itself visually here in this comic and you know as we know 20 years goes by and he's still having that same struggle um you know when we see him in return of the jedi and eventually he makes the right decision but it takes him a long time you know to finally um come to that realization and it's you know it takes his son you know almost being murdered by the same person who basically was responsible for his love and the mother of his children's death so yeah, yeah, exactly. And we see in Rebels, we see no remorse with him and Ahsoka. But in the book Lords of the Sith, there's a few moments here in Vader's head yeah. where he where he thinks about it. He thinks about the past. Um, yeah. And he, and he's kind of he lets himself be vulnerable to it for a second, and then he he hardens himself again. Um, and I and I, I I truly do think though that he hardens himself pretty good, and is pure dark side until he learns of Luke's existence. 
Well, you have to bury that stuff deep because yeah. if you didn't, I mean, you'd literally go insane. So mm-hmm. he has to use the dark side of the force to bury all that. Um, cause if he didn't, there's the insanity part, you know, he'd lose his mind and want to eat a saber. The other thing is he'd be revealing his, you know, his weakness to his master who would pick up on that. So he's got to, you know, he's got to bury it down and just become the bad guy. He made the decision to become. Exactly, man. It's such a cool, this issue was so good. And it prompted so many things. It answered a lot of questions, but it prompted so many more. And that's what good stories do, man. Yeah, it's just making me want episode six now, you know. <laughs> I I hate the waiting, but... Um, episode eight, you mean? No, episode six of this comic. Oh, oh I was going to say, like... Yeah, I saw episode six, six 40 years like, ago. Dude, I've seen, yeah, I was going to say, I've seen Return of the Jedi, like, a ton of times, bro. But yeah, all right, so... uh before we talk about the last, um, the last uh, image of the the episode six, uh, issue six of this comic, I just want to go through Kyber crystals again. Uh, just just for anyone listening who's curious about how they work, um, it's controversial to a point. I mean, it's pretty much mostly EU folks. People who are really into the old EU, what's considered legends now, officially by Lucasfilm. Uh, yeah, the, so I mean, so basically none of that stuff matters uh, to anything other than what somebody's personal enjoyment is. It has no impact on stuff going forward unless they decide to use that stuff. Well, yeah, it, it's Leland Shi and, and Pablo Hidalgo have gone on record to say, uh, you know, legends legends means that writers don't have to use it as canon to their story. You know, like it, it, there's stuff all the time that they take from legends and make it canon. So it's it's I don't dismiss all of it, but I also don't have this headcanon thing where I'm like, oh, I can make this work. I can make this work. It's like, no, there's stuff that's their stories they're legends. Like in our society, we have stories and legends that aren't necessarily the truth and stuff we don't have to consider all the time. There's you always going to be fans and people who are going to take one little thing and try to twist it into, you know, trying to make themselves believe what they want to believe. And oh yeah, it's fine. you know, you we're can all guilty of it. You want. Yeah, yeah, we all do it. You know, there's there's all every every hardcore Star Wars fanatic has a piece of the old EU that they are secretly holding on to in their heart of hearts and hope to God that it becomes canon. Every one of us has it. Doesn't matter if you know you can't stand the EU. I don't. You, oh, I know you do. I, I really don't. I don't. Oh, you're such a liar. No, I'm telling you, man. I I I didn't read a lot of that stuff because I, you know, I got into a few of the books when they first started making them, and I thought some of them were just nonsense. And um, I, I there's nothing that I've read in what is now Legends. Uh, let me qualify that. Plagueis is awesome. See, I, would love, I told I would love you there's for, always. Yeah, so you, you got me. I You got yeah. me. So you're right, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I take it back. I was going to say, even you. I uh, forgot. So. I forgot that Plagueis wasn't, um, wasn't canon because I kind of, I still think of it as it is until something disputes it. So I'm doing exactly what I just, you know, mocked other people for doing. So Well, and, and fortunately, uh, most of that book is canon because Lucino 
who is, in my opinion, the best Star Wars writer alive. I don't. Awesome. I know people will say Zahn, but uh, I, I think he's the best. Um, I agree with you all day long. In, in Tarkin, he had a lot of opportunities to reference Plagueis, and he did. And there's a lot of stuff in there that is about Plagueis that got re-canonized or officially canonized, I should say. And uh, I, I need to just do a whole blog post on the website about that because it's it's going to be a lot of homework. But yeah, it's in Lucino when he was interviewed at uh, was it a Comic Con or a Star Wars Celebration? It was a lot of Star Wars authors on stage, and someone asked him. They said, you know. Plagueis was such an important piece of work. It was such a huge volume and so many fans love it. What does that mean to you that it's not canon anymore? And and Lucinio was like, well, it's canon to whenever I'm writing a Star Wars book. And he was very, very uh, strong-willed about it, I should say. I mean, he I think he said a few more things in there that are inappropriate for the show, but I, he was he was like, that book is canon. I don't care what anyone says. And you know what? A lot of it a lot of it is because a lot of it's referenced in episode one, a lot of it's referenced in Tarkin. So so you're lucky, G. Your one thing is is pretty well established. So anyways. I'm pumped. Um Yeah, so so anyways, we got talking about legends. But yeah, so in the old EU, how Sith got their crystals was they because Planets that had crystals that grew on them naturally were sacred to the Jedi and were protected by the Jedi. The ancient Sith, and especially when they were in the line of uh, of Bane, when it was just the rule of two in two secret Sith, they would make synthetic crystals. And they would focus on the dark side and they would forge these crystals um, on their own. And that's what they would use in their lightsabers. Uh, these crystals were stronger than a normal Jedi lightsaber crystal. They, on a rare occasion, could shatter the matrix of a Jedi lightsaber crystal. They were so strong. Um, and, and I always thought that was cool that Sith used synthetic crystals. You know, as a hobby, I grew red synthetic crystals once in a lab. It was pretty cool. I still have them. Um, and, and I thought that was a pretty cool, pretty cool aspect of it. Jedi got theirs from Ilum, uh, various other planets. There was all kinds of different planets you could get lightsaber crystals from i think that the eu kind of ran wild with how many different crystals you could use um but i digress so then when when the ahsoka novel came out we didn't have much lightsaber crystal stuff before this and when the ahsoka novel came out we got an explanation or a new system for how the sith or darksiders got their crystals so they would take a Jedi's crystal and they would make it bleed. And we were like, well, what does that mean? You know, well, obviously they, they torment the crystal and they impose their will on it. And that causes it to bleed and, and be red. Uh, a true representation of the dark side that they, that they wield. But it wasn't until this issue today that we saw it happen. And we finally get a full explanation as to the entire process it takes how hard it is how difficult it is which i just love and and it's good because there are a lot of haters that you know oh it's just like a mood ring no it's not you know, they're like oh i guess anakin's lightsaber should have been red at the end of revenge of the sith it's like no 
clearly he had to do this entire huge ritual. Uh, it wasn't that easy. So I appreciate that. I think this is a better way, personally. I think it's more Sith. Like, what do you think, Gerard? Do you think this is more badass than synthetic stuff? Because synthetic is cool. I think it's a cool thing. But at the same time, like, imposing your will onto the crystal, making it bleed, that is so much more Sith than playing around I, I in a laboratory. I find to be much more fitting than having him grow in a laboratory. This is much more violent. It's a much more hate-filled process. I mean, it, it's like you said, it's it's 100% Sith. He takes mm-hmm. something. He takes something from someone else by killing them. So he's got to, you know, you got to kill a Jedi, steal his lightsaber. Mm-hmm. Now you have to transfer that crystal into a red crystal going through this process. I mean, it's it's not that, I mean, making a weapon or one thing, I could see them growing synthetic crystals because they want to make a, you know, like they what could have used in the Death Star or could have used in some other weapons. But this there's not that many Sith out there. This is this is the way these guys need to make their lightsaber. This is just this is awesome. This is the way to do it. I love this. I have no yeah. problem with this. Yeah, it's better it's a better story too, isn't it? You know, it's better yeah. than Sidious going like, All right, let's make our crystals today. You know, yeah. Sith Sith one oh one. All right, sugar spice and everything nice into bowl. Here's your here's your crystal. You know, it is so much better than that. I'm I'm totally sugarcoating how the EU did it. The EU still is pretty cool when they focus and make their synthetic crystals. There's a whole part in there's part where uh, Darth Maul they detail how he makes his four crystals, but I think this is better. I think this is more Sith. It's more dark side. Um, and, and yeah, it's it's just it's a it's a cool feature, man. Yeah, it's, it's a great. Really cool feature. So, I love it. I love how yeah. they did it. Yeah, and if you guys are curious on how lightsaber crystals are used in general, there's some great Clone Wars episodes where you see Padawans uh, meet their crystals. Those are awesome episodes. Those are great. It is, I want to say it's season four, like episode 10 or something. Yeah, it's somewhere in the middle there. They're making their sabers and using the force to put them together and... It's called The Gathering. The name of the episode is called The Gathering. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it shows them focusing on their crystals and they change color due to their, their uh, they, they imbue themselves into the crystals and the crystals change color depending on how that, where, how that person centered in the force. You know, it's just, it just it, it's specific to them. In the EU, it was very specific to... Uh, what job you had as a Jedi, what type of Jedi you were. Um, this one doesn't have as as a strict a, a designation. It would make more sense that you have a personal connection between the crystal gatherer and the crystal via the Force rather than mm-hmm. what task you've been assigned by the Jedi Council because obviously that can change. So, I mean, that's that's not a completely ridiculous thing, but this, this way makes much more sense. It just mm-hmm. it fits. It fits with the whole, um, you know, kind of, what's the word I'm looking for? Just with the the feeling of the force, how the force isn't, it's not random. It's not just, yes. you know, stuff yes. just doesn't happen by accident. There's a, a bigger theme of, you know, uh, how things work. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and as much as I liked the, you know, Sentinels are yellow, uh, Guardians are blue, Consoles are green. As much as I liked that, it 
it, it really it really locks you in, you know, because it's like, oh, I think this character would be cool with this type of lightsaber, this color. Oh, but they're more of a guardian, so it has to be blue. You know, like it, it kind of backs you into a corner creatively. So I, I see why they they didn't want to continue that system when they made the new canon. Um, and I don't I don't blame them. You know, wiping the slate clean like that allows them to do cool story arcs like this. Yeah, who so, the heck wants to have their hands cuffed to something that they might not it might not necessarily be good? So yeah, yeah, and that was invented in the video game Knights of the Old Republic. So it's it's you know it's not like it was even in a novel or, I mean that is one of the most mainstream Star Wars video games, but at the same time, it's older public. So if you really wanted a headcanon it, you could be like, oh well, that was the system in the older public, but as the Jedi progressed, it went away. Boom, headcanon. Made it work, G. Wow. I know. I know. But that's all I have. But yeah, you want to... So last thing, we'll break down this uh, this next cover, and then we'll call it a day. I love it. I love it, but it's concerning. Because you see an Inquisitor with the ever-popular helicopter blade standing there very ominously in... At his feet is Vader's helmet kind of cut in half. Mm-hmm. The metal's still melty and still glowing red. Um, so it's a pretty cool pretty cool image. It's not as awesome as the cover of issue five, but it's still mm-hmm. a cool it's a definitely a cool um, foreshadowing, I guess or or kind of a just a preview of what's coming up. So we're obviously gonna see be introduced to the inquisitor in the next one or at least this this particular inquisitor. Um, who was, I believe he's, he was the first one we saw in Rebels, right? This guy? Yes, he's the Grand Inquisitor. He's a Powan, a male Powan, formerly a Jedi uh, Temple Guard. And we are going to see him become an Inquisitor. I'm guessing. I hope so. I'd love to see the process. That'll be cool. Get a little bit more info on, on those guys. And you see, maybe we'll uh, find out why the heck they have those blades. I think they're cool. Oh, do you know? Do you know there there was an explanation for it? I believe Dave briefly talked about this, like in season one of Rebels. It's that uh, the Inquisitor's job was mainly to hunt down Jedi, and you know, you if you send you know an elite group of clones or something or, or troops, the Jedi that have made it that far are probably going to be able to deal with them. And one of the major things you need to do is shock factor. Like you need to scare the Jedi and throw them off. And the spinning blades is so different that even though when you train with it and you think strategically for a second about how to counter it, you can counter it pretty easily. At first, when you just see these crazy spinning double blades coming at you in from every which way, it throws you off so much that it gives the Inquisitor just the right edge to kill you pretty quick and end you especially because you know a lot of these people that made it out are like padawans or you know people whose masters sacrificed themselves yeah so that they could leave like kanan like that's what happened to kanan spoilers um somebody who's not quite a jedi yet or prepared yeah. to deal with them yeah so that's why that's why they have the crazy spinning blades now wh- the fact that they can use them like helicopters yeah that's a whole nother thing that's pretty well, that's not going lame. there we won't yeah. go there. Yeah. But anyways, 
yeah. So do you notice that Vader's Vader's left eye is is shattered again on that yes. helmet? It's again, like a, or, or it's maybe like a, maybe still, maybe still. Yeah, unreal. I just, that's going to be a gag the whole comic. His eye just won't get fixed. He was going to throw that helmet out anyway. Maybe he just like whipped it at this guy and he sliced it in half. <laughs> oh, I'd love that. For training. I'd love that, man. <laughs> By the way, you uh, you notice where he's standing? Look in that background. Turn that contrast up on your computer. Is it Coruscant? Dude, that's the Jedi Temple. Look at those columns. Look at that architecture. Do you see it? Especially on the left side, you can tell. It does look like the hallway. Yeah, and on the left, you can you can see some of the similar markings that are that are near the front. Yeah, dude. Jedi yeah, Temple, man. Well, and we know the Jedi Temple is where the Emperor has sets up the royal palace. He mm-hmm. guts it and turns it into a royal palace. Turns it into his crib. Yeah, MTV cribs. Oh man, that would be if we could get Ian McDermott to do that. But with the Jedi Temple, it would be the <laughs> coolest thing. Oh man, that would be awesome. But yeah, man, I'm pumped. I love you know the Inquisitors are like my favorite thing. I'm so excited to finally see them in a month. Right? Okay, is wait. that when that? When is this next issue come out? Does it say? I don't think we're seeing another one till uh, for a month. Beginning oh, of October. October fourth. Yeah. Oh man. I don't we'll find something one. else to we'll find something else to talk about between now and then. That's for sure. Oh, of course. Yeah, we'll have you know we'll have Mace Window number two. We'll have uh, Phasmus looking good. You know, we might have to do a. Uh, oh, we're gonna do a. Uh, Phasma was good. I liked yeah, it. Yeah, we we got to do. We should almost do a Phasma character show where we talk about the comic and the book. You know, when I finally get around to reading the book, and when I finish Inferno Squad, we're, we have to talk about that. You know, if I ever finish that book. Yeah, why don't you get on that? Don't be like Danny and just like I know. not finish anything. I, know. I think he's. I think he's still on. Um, what is he on? Aftermath, the first one. Is he still on that? No, he's on Empire's End. <laughs> no, I'll give him credit where credit's due. But his copy of Empire's End, it's hilarious. Uh, it uh, an archaeologist accidentally walked into Danny's room and saw how much dust had collected on top of that book and in uh, established a dig site. So Danny actually has to live in a hotel room for the next few months while they uncover all these books that he hasn't read that have been covered in dust yes. over time. So, it's, so Danny, if you're listening, which you probably aren't finish your books, <laughs> finish your books. Please. Oh man. We, but, yeah. It, especially empire is so good. It's ridiculous. It, it's such a good book. It's, it's, it's just, Danny dig into phasma. I'm almost done with that. I should be done with that tonight. Um, definitely going to want to talk about that because that book has been, it's been pretty good, man. I, uh, I'm digging it very much. Um, getting some backstory in her is awesome. Mm. Uh, I'm not going to give anything away on that yet, but, uh, the one word I would use when, if you say phasma, I just would say savage. She's awesome. And, and awful at the same time. So good. Um, yeah, it's pretty cool. So I'm, I'm hoping this is the setup to seeing her do something stinking awesome in the next movie, which I would assume it has to be, but yeah, no, she's, she's pretty awesome, man. I'm excited about, about Phasma too. 
Yeah, we'll definitely be talking about that soon. And um, the Phasma comic, I think, did that come out today? I think it came out today, too. Um, it did, yeah. I read that. That was cool. We'll talk about that in another episode. But um, maybe we'll wait for a couple of them to, to pile up. We can go through them. But, yeah, this Vader issue is another awesome issue. If you haven't yet taken a look at it, stop doing what you're doing right now and immediately go to the Marvel app or go to a comic shop and and look at these. If you're a Star Wars mm-hmm. fan, these will interest you. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. Someone in the group put it very well today. I do not remember his name. Totally blanking on it. But he stated that this series of comics is the culmination of the entire prequel trilogy. And it completely sets up the Vader we know and love in the original trilogy. It's like a conduit between the two. And I think that was a really great point. And that guy was spot on because you really are seeing everything happen in this yeah. comic that, that that we always imagined. You know, it's like after Sith, what happened? And before A New Hope, what happened? And we saw well, what Rogue One a little what, bit. They told us the time frame that this comic was going to cover. And I immediately said, I'm like, this is definitely, this is what we've been waiting for. This is going to be the people that complained that, you know, Vader really turned quick. He was kind of uh, the whole revenge of the Sith thing. Um, this is going to take us to that point. I mean, it's seeing, seeing him at the end of rogue one, like he was saying, mm-hmm. we're going to see how the Anakin stumbling off the table at the end of revenge of the Sith becomes that, that stinking ruthless killer. And um, so far, these five episodes, uh, five issues have, have, They've started taking us down a path that I will follow. Oh, yeah. Nice. Nice. So, um, you have any uh, closing comments or remarks? Uh, my closing remarks, once again, you know, we get so wrapped up in the story and how how freaking cool everything in this comic is. We don't talk enough about the actual construction of the comic. It's really well written. The dialogue is perfect. All the characters fit. The art is exquisite. It's done masterfully. Uh, it, it, it's an all-around beautiful comic. I have yet to have a real complaint about any of it. Um, I, I think it's a must-read. Out of all the comics in Star Wars, this series is the quintessential one, in my opinion. Yeah. Cam Smith does the inks. David Curiel does the colors. And those guys, they are not listening. I'm sure, but if they, for some reason, stumble across us, you did an awesome job. This, the colors in this series have been, it's just visually, it's 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 been great. I love it. Um, mm-hmm. And the penciler is uh, what Giuseppe Conicelli or something like that. Yeah, they're. Um, did I get it right? Did I really pronounce that right? Camun Camun Coley, I think. Okay. If hey. you look at it quick and you say it really fast, that would I would just go with what you said. Yeah, man. I'm Irish. We're not. We're not. He's, we're not this good guy at is not. A, he's not stuff. Irish. Yeah, he's definitely not Irish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, we the Irish mouths were not made to pronounce Italian things. But yeah. All right. But well, we'll uh, we'll get back on here soon. We're going to record again this week, I think. So we'll we'll be back at it. Yeah. So um, check it out. I hope you like it. Um, just a reminder, taoswf.com. Check us out. Check out the Facebook group, the Alliance of Star Wars Fanatics on Facebook. 
And if you like what you listen to, give us a review. That'd be sweet. Um, until next time, may the force be with you. Make it bleed.